You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Worse than rush hour on the 95. By Fridays at 9 on AO3. Rating, general audiences. This was the last place she wanted to be. Well, other than maybe anywhere within smelling distance of that fluke man. But other than that, the mall on Christmas Eve was at the bottom of her list. Mulder had had them running so ragged lately that Scully was incredulously behind on her Christmas shopping. They had so recently nearly lost their lives in Antarctica, and ever since, he seemed hell-bent on hitting the ground running, taking little time for rest, jumping from case to case, with the enthusiasm of an agent fresh out of the academy. Scully was just happy to see him alive, to be alive, so she was possibly more willing than usual to follow his hunches and look for answers to the unexplained questions he found. But now here it was, nearly Christmas, and she was buried in a horde of shoppers, sweating in the coat she should have left in the car, and her list still wasn't complete. She was usually so on top of these things, starting her shopping with the early morning trip to the stores with her mother on Black Friday and having everything wrapped with at least a week to spare. But lately, being Mulder's partner, or maybe his friend, was becoming an all-consuming job. Not that she was upset by that, mind you. They had been spending more time together since their conversation in his hallway. Conversation being a loaded word in this case. Taking longer lunches, finding reasons to visit each other at their apartment after work. And she enjoyed being in his company. But she wasn't often left with much time for herself. Scully struggled with the bags in her hands as she thought about taking off her jacket to get some relief from the heat that was blasting through the store. The line was at least 15 people deep, and she was seriously starting to consider ditching the sweater for her sister-in-law in favor of practically anything from a store without a line. While she shuffled forward behind a mother with a crying baby, cursing herself for buying a heavy vase for her mother at the first store she entered so she could drag it around for hours. She heard the first telltale notes of Silent Night blasting through the store again. If she heard this goddamn song one more time, she would pull her gun and clear this line the fast way. God, she needed to eat something. After finally paying for the sweater, which of course was one of likely five full-price items in the whole store, Scully took her bags and her jacket she had slung across her arm to a coffee shop she and Mulder often frequented to get some much-needed caffeine and sugar. Mulder was the last person on her shopping list, and she was at a complete loss for what to get for him. They had agreed to not exchange this year, but things had been changing between them lately, and she couldn't imagine not getting him anything. If she was honest with herself, which she tried not to be when it came to this topic, he was possibly the most important person in her life at this point. While she still turned to her mother for many things, he was the one that she wanted to call when she heard something funny or was feeling lonely. He had called her his constant, and he was hers. But knowing that she wanted to get something for Mulder and knowing what she wanted to get for Mulder were two completely different things. In the past, when things between them had been more platonic, when they hadn't held hands as frequently and neither of them had glimpsed the other naked, she would have bought him a funny alien mug or a tie that was his particular brand of hideous. But this year, 
She wasn't sure if she wanted to be funny, pragmatic, or sweet. What if her gift didn't mean enough to him? What if it meant too much? What do you get for your coworker, partner, best friend, man you are unwilling to admit that you love? After making her way through another line, she had a hot coffee and a blueberry muffin to hold her over, but no more of an idea what she should get for Mulder. She was walking aimlessly through the mall while juggling her coffee and trying to eat the muffin when she heard the trill of her cell phone, probably Mulder reading her mind, psychically aware of the fact that her hands were already over full. Leaning up against a wall with the bag spread around her feet and her coffee and muffin balanced in one hand, she jabbed at the button in her phone and said, Scully, Dana, it's me. Are you okay, sweetie? Her mom said with a tone of concern, Yes, mom, I'm fine. She answered with the roll of her eyes. She wasn't actually annoyed with her mom. She was just exhausted and not in the mood to talk to anyone. She took a sip of her coffee and tried to breathe. I'm at the mall, she said with a more pleasant tone. I just had a few more gifts to get. I'm almost done. Oh, Okay, her mom said, sounding relieved. Scully tried not to worry her, but her life and all the struggles she had been through left her mom permanently on edge. Hearing at least once a year that your daughter had been hospitalized, kidnapped, or was near death would do that to you. The slightest hitch in Scully's voice sent her spiraling into worst-case scenarios, most of which were probably warranted. You're still coming for breakfast, right? Her mom asked. Of course, mom she said, with her mouth full of muffin. Silent night played over the PA system. She wished her coffee had come heavily spiked. First thing, Dana, her mom said in her best mom voice. 6 a.m. presents so we can make it to 9 a.m. mass. If Scully could go back in time to get her younger self to sleep in on Christmas morning to prevent this early morning tradition that just wouldn't quit, she would do it in a heartbeat. Yes, mom. Young lady, her mom scolded. What is with the attitude? She took a breath and rolled her head from side to side. I'm sorry, mom, she said. You know I love Christmas morning. I'm just tired and these crowds and the thought of getting up early has me feeling grinchy. Go home and take a warm bath, sweetie, her mom soothed. And then we will see you in the morning. Scully smiled. A bath and a nice glass of wine followed by some Christmas wrapping sounded like a perfect night. Oh, and honey, her mom said, pulling her back. Don't let me forget to give you the little gift I picked up for Fox. Mom, she whined like a teenager. Oh, don't be that way, her mom said. That man keeps you safe. The least I can do is give him a little something. Scully couldn't even figure out what to get him, and her mother had already selected and wrapped a gift for him. Typical. After hanging up with her mom and making a pit stop at her car to drop off her bags to save herself the schlepping, Scully found herself in a video store holding a copy of It's a Wonderful Life in one hand and The Best of the Twilight Zone in the other. What the hell was she doing? A video? Really, Dana? Like Mulder needed any more videos. Though a clean one every now and then would be a nice change of pace. She felt like a teenager trying to find the perfect gift for her brand new boyfriend. This was Mulder. She'd spent nearly every day of the past six years with him. She should be able to pick out a simple gift. She was overthinking it. As she was about to give up and put both tapes back on the shelf, she heard her phone ring. Scully, hey, G-woman, what's shaking? 
She couldn't keep the half smile from crawling across her face. I'm actually finishing my Christmas shopping, Mulder, she said. You know, Christmas, the holiday that is right around the corner, for which I have had zero time to do any planning. Come on, Scully, he said, his voice light and full of cheer. We haven't been that busy. California, Nevada, she said, mentally ticking off the past few weeks. Brain disease, hospital stay. All right, all right, he said with a laugh, a laugh that always sent butterflies to her stomach. Are you done? Almost. Great, he said, full of excitement. I need you to meet me somewhere. Mulder, just do this for me, Scully, he said. It's Christmas. That's my point. Please? Why couldn't she ever say no? She needed to start saying no. Maybe in January. Fine, what's the address? She wrote the address he gave her on a receipt she found in her pocket and looked at the two discarded VHS tapes. It's a wonderful life. Maybe after wherever they were going tonight, they could watch it. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>